listening to Banter with the Boys, talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. Welcome back, everybody, to Banner with the Boys, NFL Week 9. I'm your host, Smeltzy, this week, as Tyler is enjoying himself over in the Sin City, Vegas. Um, I guess we'll see uh, if he comes back with a bunch of money so we can get us a studio. Um, Today, I got Ben joining me as a celebrity guest, we'll call him. Oh, wow, I feel so so important. So important. Good. As you should. As you should. Uh, So Ben's here this week to talk some NFL. And as always, we got Kevin here keeping the lights on for us. So that's great. Um, Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe wherever you listen to the banter. And uh, let's just get into it here. So game one of the week nine, we had the Rams in Green Bay. And Ben is actually a Green Bay fan. This is correct. So what did you think of the game on Sunday? I saw a lot of good things, finally. Um, it's been kind of a rough start, and I expected this out of a young team. I mean, we got young quarterback, young receivers. We don't really have a true number one. I mean, can you call Christian Watson a number one? No. Whoa. Um, you, don't, you don't think so? No. He doesn't fight for the ball hard enough. Okay. okay. Like, he's not getting enough separation. He's not showing that true speed he's got. Like, if I'm hearing this dude is fast, why is he not getting more yards? Why is he not getting more catches? Because he's not getting separation. So now he's having more of these fights for the ball, and he's not winning them. And it's it's killing drives, but that also kind of leads me into Matt LaFleur's play calling. Why are so many of these long balls to Watson happening on third and long? Get the first down. Keep the drive moving. Then maybe hit that. Right, You're right. You're giving up too many drives on your side of the field trying to hit these long bombs just well, get the first down and keep the ball well and that's just it you got to set up you got to set up the pass right and, yeah and then you finally saw it this week with aaron jones getting 20 20 carries yeah fin- finally finally that rushing game has shown up um and obviously aaron jones has been down for a little bit but now finally maybe the first week he's not on that kind of quote-unquote pitch count so now he can finally like do do aaron jones shit yeah, essentially, because if you look even at past seasons, if he's had less than, I think it was 12 carries in a game, Green Bay was a losing record by a very wide margin, and then over 12 carries a game, they were substantially different in a positive manner. So it's like, why, if you know what the trend is, why are you going against it? I understand sometimes game dynamics works that way, but... If you know what is working for you, why are you moving away from it? It right. just it doesn't make sense. Right. But I think now with having Love at quarterback rather than Rodgers, you're seeing maybe some of this play calling exposed because, you know, Rodgers could come up to a line and probably call any play in the playbook and make it work. It's extremely interesting that you bring that up because Tyler was just talking about that last episode. So it's interesting to hear almost the same thing from two Packer fans talking about how the play calling is really the issue here before you can really, it sounds like from both of you, before you can really judge Jordan Love, you need to get a new play caller in there. I think 
maybe not necessarily a new play caller, but you need to figure out what has worked for you already with Love at quarterback to be able to get him in a rhythm, get him comfortable to maybe then open the playbook up and try some more stuff. But I think until you get him comfortable in a game, which, I mean, you're in week nine now, you should be damn comfortable in a game. Right. Uh, or at least have it somewhat figured out that you can wing it. Not necessarily wing it, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, but it, it's crazy to think about now because then you rely on the defense too much. You're giving up these drives. You're giving up all these yards. And now you're having your defense go out on short time, gassed, and you're like, hey, we need you to stop them coming 50 yards down the field because we couldn't do anything rather than scoring a touchdown, making it maybe be a touchback and having them have to go the whole field right. while giving you guys a break while we take them down the field. Yeah, just wearing, wearing down the defense. Which, A.J. Dillon, oh, yeah. why are you not running north-south? Yep, he's a north-south back, just kind of like Alexander Madison should be in Minnesota. You're up and down, bro. That's like all you your bowling are ball. You're bowling ball. <laughs> massive. Yeah. And why are you going down like a fucking teddy bear? Yep, yep. I mean, it's it's been a theme all year for A.J. Dillon, um, and that's why I think it's it could be a game-changer getting Aaron Jones back. Um, however, you guys still, you guys, obviously meaning the Packers, still sitting at three and five. It's not looking hot with Detroit playing as well as they are in the division. Oh, Detroit is so, been... Yeah, so Dan we'll, Campbell, we'll definitely... Dan Campbell for Detroit is something else for them. Yeah, we'll definitely that, get to Detroit. That's a culture thing for them. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, complete 180. So, um, yeah, so all in all, a decent game for Jordan Love. I mean, 20 for 26, 228 yards, a TD. Um, not a bad day, but it again, you see the help he gets from Aaron Jones carrying the ball 20, 20 times. And yeah, he got 73 yards out of it and scored a tutty, but just being able to get a constant run game with AJ Dillon, you know, defenses were probably like, they are, they already knew where it was going and what was going to happen. Right. You know, now getting Aaron Jones back, he's a little more shifty. And def he can catch the ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a game changer because love, I feel like he's held onto the ball too much. But then there's been times where he goes through his progressions too quickly and is trying to move, make mm -hmm. something happen, mm -hmm. because maybe he doesn't have that check down back that can catch the ball, make a guy miss, get 10, 15 yards. All right, hey, now we just set up. Oh, we're going to run it this way. We got to play action now downfield. You can make something happen because, hey, you might have just checked it a yard, but he got you another 12. Right. Rather than you trying to do it yourself. 100%. So, uh, yeah, all in all good win for the Packers 20 to three uh I guess fi final thoughts on the pack I mean we, can, we there's not much to say about the Rams quarterback play was abysmal um we will talk about something that actually just happened this morning um with the Rams at the quarterback position but other than that I mean play was abysmal Cooper Cup targeted seven times only caught two balls guaranteed half those were uncatchable um yeah not much to say. What's what's the final word on the Packers for uh, the wrap on Week Nine? I think it's a good uh, a good step in the right direction. You know, moving forward, get a little more confidence. I'd like to see the offense pick it up a little more. Um, having that missed field goal early in the game too is, I think, critical. That kept the score too close, giving the Rams a chance. And granted, the defense stepped up big time, which has been a sight to see. Sure. Um, 
because the first couple games it's been, you know, Jair is supposed to be the guy and where you at, bro? Where you at? Where he at though? Where he at though? Like, why, why are you talking the talk but not walking the walk? There you have it, Jair. You heard it there. So that's pretty much a wrap on Packers Rams. Um, Tyler and I both picked the Packers to win, so both got that one right, one and zero, coming out of game one. So looking pretty nice. Um, next game, Vikings in Atlanta. Um, all sorts of storylines there. Holy cow. Um, let me start off by saying Tyler and I both picked the Falcons to win this game. And we were both wrong. Um, the Vikings ended up pulling that game out in a wild fashion. Um, before before I go into it as a Vikings fan, what, what were your outside views of that game? Like non-biased, obviously, opinion. I was like, am I watching a peewee game right now? Because it was just so back and forth, but it was entertaining, and I sloppy. can't lie. And, oh, sloppy, yeah. I was I was taking mental notes during this game, and I was like, there is some poor tackling on both sides of the field, poor pursuit angles, just all sorts of... I mean, that, what was it, a 60- or 50-yard touchdown? Just, I don't I think it was like a bubble screen. And dude was just gone. I think it was Johnny Smith. Oh yeah, for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, dude. Johnny Smith. I was like, that defense Complete got blunder. sucked in so hard. Complete blunder. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it was just every guy just had to make sure they held their block just long enough. And once he got through that first wave, which was only what three, four yards off the line of scrimmage, gone. Yeah. No joke. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Um, and I think they took the lead right there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but. Um, momentum back and forth the whole oh. game just because of the I don't feel like anyone too. had momentum no no that game literally came down to the wire either team could have won that game and fortunately the right one won the game uh being the vikes but so anyway controversial take yeah 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 um so jaron hall the rookie started the game actually was looking pretty solid i thought he looked really good yeah he was like, actually looking pretty solid um and then Tried to make it happen with his legs, which we see a lot of younger quarterbacks doing now. I loved it. And I he, loved it. He, he was for, aggressive. He went for the tutty. He went for the tutty. Ended up. The I think he would have been fine. Yeah, he would have been fine on the first guy. It was the second one that just came in while he was mm-hmm. already wrapped up. And then he, he, he just couldn't do anything about and then it. He smacked his head on the ground. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's tough. That's it. So now you got Dobbs coming in, um, who was just traded for, uh, what five days prior to that than that. Um, didn't take any practice reps at all. Had no snaps with the center. I mean, those are all the little things that you have to have in the NFL. And if you didn't even have the little things, the chances were slim to none. And you saw that immediately. Yep. Giving up the safety. Following drive. Makes Uh, a great play. uh, And then fumbles the ball. Yeah. So Just getting rid of the ball. It seemed uh, like he initially wanted to try to do too much to try to make a point. Or maybe not necessarily a point, but try to prove himself. Like... Oh man, I gotta step in now and be that guy, uh, and then you just try to do too much. But I think he finally, you know, as the game progressed, he got comfortable and was able to be like, "All right, I do have the help around me. I don't have to be the guy making every play, but I do have the ability to use my legs, get out of the pocket." And we saw it late in uh, late in the third, I believe it was. He got out of a sack and still ended up getting like twelve or fourteen yards. When I initially saw the play, and I thought, "Oh, this is a loss of seven. 
Dude, yeah. I think that was either a third and long or that could have been a fourth and long. I feel I like I remember like th- that play. I think it was like third and ten he, with he like a minute to go. Yeah, he spins out of it. Like, yeah. if you're Atlanta, you have to finish that tackle. That that was abysmal. You can't have it. Can't have it. So, um, yeah. I mean, Dobbs came in, got it done, 20 for 30, 158 yards, two tutties. Um, also, seven carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. That, sh- I mean, that just shows like how dynamic that offense can be if he's going to be the guy. And he gets the reps with everyone. And then once you guys get JJ back, as a Packers fan, that's concerning. Yeah, dude. Because that's concerning, especially if you guys on defense can figure it out. Because that, for the last couple of years, has always seemed to be the issue. It was. Young yeah, corners, no, it was. young secondary, a lot of mistakes, just giving up too many yards, poor form tackling. And Brian Flores coming in was huge. That, I mean, complete culture as we another talked culture about it change. in the offseason. Yeah. How big that of a change that was going to be from, uh, it was what, Donatelli before? <laughs> Donatelli? I almost said Donatello. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, that sounds right. So, I, not, I can't not, remember his Donna, name. not good anyway. It, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, they, no, like, it was a bit. I think they gave up, what was it last year? Um, that's my word, by the way. Damn it. Um, I think he gave up, well, oh, dude, I think they were five games in a row giving up, like, 500 yards offense or something last year. Some, it was some atrocious. Tra- something crazy. Like, it, was it atrocious. just wasn't good. So, yeah, obviously he lost his job. But so all in all, Vikings, decent game. I mean, they ended up getting the win, 31-28. Um, you saw TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison really stepping up for the They made some good the missing plays. missing JJ piece. They um, made some good plays fighting for extra yards. TJ, there was a big play he broke out of. I think it was maybe one or two guys were on him and still ended up getting another 10 oh, yards. Yeah. No, well, and TJ's just a hard guy to bring down. So oh, it big. just goes to show you, no matter who you are, whether you're big or not, you keep moving your feet. And how you, important you tackling and form feet. tackling is Facts. instead of trying yep. to make the hit and knock the guy out. 100%. So. You can shake off a hit all day long. Right, right. Um, so there is – and then on, at, on Atlanta's side of the ball, Tyler Heineke actually didn't play that bad of a game. No. I'm not surprised. They already came out and said they're going to start him this next week. I'm not surprised by that. I think he earned that opportunity. And I think he'll progress, you know, get better as the season progresses, honestly. I agree. Um, he's really not that bad of a quarterback, so I guess we'll see on that one. There was one massive disappointment for me for Atlanta this week. Bijan. Bijan, yeah. He's so electric, but What's you, just going did, on? you just didn't see it. What's and, going on there? Like he And he what was it last week? Really, it was, what, migraines, and he got, what, two snaps? Yeah, you haven't really seen it all season, like— he yeah, had he had the, all he, the hype. He had all the all hype. All the hype. He's the guy. He's the running back that's going to be the one taken in the first round that doesn't happen anymore and in the top 10 nonetheless. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. So something, something another thing to keep an eye on as the, the season progresses. It's the same thing they have with Pitts. Like, what are they doing? Well, Pitts ended up coming up with a couple big, big freaking catches uh, late as they were coming what? back three touchdowns in his career oh yeah he's not no he's not living up to the that big hype either um i mean you but can it s- seems like they just don't target him in the red zone like why he's so big yeah he's he should be your number one red zone target and he's just not so um yeah vikes get the win at, in a thriller in atlanta um and actually tyler and i both got that oh yeah we got it wrong anyway because we picked falcons but we also didn't cover the four and a half so wouldn't have mattered anyway. So moving on to the next game, we had the Dolphins at the Chiefs in Germany on Sunday morning here in the U.S. Uh, that was also the banner with the boys game of the week. Um, 
Tyler picked the the Dolphins, and I went with the Chiefs. I got the win there, as the Chiefs got the dub as a team collectively, twenty one fourteen. Crazy game. And real quick, shout out to Germany. I mean, they really turned out for this game. The energy in the stadium seemed insane. Uh, yeah, you saw. I've, you've seen it a lot with these foreign games. Yeah, the NFL is really making a good. You know, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. A, a, a good effort to, to outreach to and expand the, expand the game into all, uh, other countries. So, and you're really seeing the the fandom. I mean, not just Chiefs and Dolphins jerseys in the stands. You, I, there's probably a jersey of every, all the teams in in the stands that that day. So, and it's know. all sports for them over there. They're right. they're very oh, passionate. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's super passionate. Just a quick throwback to the Ryder Cup. Like you saw them at the first tee, just bunch of noise yeah trying to rattle everybody like they're they're passionate so yeah another big heavyweight battle to be honest um dolphins versus chiefs uh you know chiefs were looking to run away with it right away in the first half of the game i mean when they were up 14 nothing dolphins kind of making a drive and then trent mcduffie actually jumps the route hard on this little i don't know if you want to call it a little bubble route whatever um jumps it hard smacks them fum ball fumbles or i'm sorry he fumbles the ball <laughs> and then it's uh picked up by mike edwards actually who then laterals it back to brian cook and then cook just takes it yard so now which is just a crazy non-selfish play by the way just to make, a, to just make a wild happen. sequence to see and a wild sequence in general yeah so now almost now, like a little hook and ladder yeah so now chiefs are up 21 nothing at half um Coming out of the half, Dolphins end up having a big third-quarter drive, actually, kind of just chipping away, chipping away at that defense. And then he finally throws it up for Wilson Jr. for a TD, finally on the board, 21-7. Chiefs literally fumble the next drive, and they give the Dolphins a short field, and they the Dolphins do nothing with it, actually, and then end up on a third and long, don't convert, end up getting kind of a weird uh, personal foul call which actually ends up giving the Dolphins another first down, and then they pop it in from there, and then that was all the scoring. We'd see the rest of the game as the Chiefs run away with it 21-14. I mean, there's definitely a couple takeaways there. I mean, both quarterbacks played pretty well. Um, You know, I'd I'd say Tua played well enough to win, but not against Patrick Mahomes, I guess, if that makes sense. Facts. Um, So... I don't know. This 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 kind of had a feel of maybe an AFC Championship preview. I could see it. I could see it. I want to give a huge shout out though, quick to the uh, the Dolphins defense, just not giving in, pitching the shutout in the second half. Yeah, They're just keeping their team Kept in them it. Kept in it. Like the offense has to do something to reward that defense. They yep. kept them in that game. And the problem I see with Miami, I see eight catches for Hill three or less for everyone else right you start targeting the same guy too much you're gonna run into problems well and then and then yeah if you look at the targets Tyreek 10 Jalen Waddle next at six Jeff Wilson at four and it kind of just goes down from there um I mean guys gotta come down with the ball too at the end of the day you saw drops kind of on both sides of the ball that game which was kind of uncharacteristic of both teams well, then, I mean, just look at the Chiefs then on the other side. Targets to catches, three and three. Three targets, two catches on the other one, two and two, three and two. I mean, they're getting targets and they're getting the catches. Right, yeah, now that I look at it, I guess it is just kind of a couple players there. 
for the Chiefs. Justin Watson maybe had a couple drops in there, but other than that, um, I guess it was more the Dolphins. I could have sworn both teams were dropping the ball, but you just, again, those are little things you can't be doing, especially if your end goal is a Super Bowl. Correct. Um, But I think think Miami is in the right direction. Um, Mike McDaniel, what a change. I like Mike McDaniel. I love him. He's a goofy. The the energy he brings is just so wild. I wanted to say giant goofball, but that's not the case. He's smaller than me. But, like, yeah, the energy. The energy. He's a player's guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell he's players. And that's a huge thing for for these guys, it seems like. Yeah. Just having that coach that is able to connect with them and isn't just going to drill them, drill them, drill them, drill them. So you're able to have a guy that can let loose, understand that, hey, we're still playing a game here. Right, no doubt. So not to change it up on you really quick, but just just looking at the Dolphins as a whole, right? The Chiefs, we know, they've been pretty dominant all year. You know what you're going to get with the Chiefs. Yeah. The Dolphins, not so much. So No, they can be a wild card any week. But here's the problem, right? Looking at Looking at their schedule that they've played to this point, all of their L's have came to most likely playoff teams, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs. And the Bills and Eagles games were not close. No. Straight up not close. This was the closest one. So you got to find a way to beat those teams. Yeah, you have to if find a way to If you know they're going to be consistent playoff contenders, you got to find a way to beat them. And you could say them, you know, only losing to the Chiefs by seven. Okay, they're getting there. They're getting they, there. They've made that that difference smaller. But, right. yeah, I mean, they're all their L's so far coming to playoffs teams. I mean, that's kind of sus. It is a red flag. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a red flag. Too many red flags for the Dolphins right now. Um, but ultimately, Chiefs get the win, 21-14. Dolphins fall to 6-3. and three. Chiefs now improve to 7-2. and two. Um, Moving on from that, we have uh, Dallas going to Philly in a big divisional matchup. And later into that game, that one could have gone either way, to be honest with you. Either way. And I think the Eagles still seem sus to me. Like they don't, they just don't seem as dominant as last year as they should be. Like as they, as we feel like they should be, because I honestly feel like they could have. And for what they have and what they've been able to add. Right. Like, why are you not dominating every week? Right. Right. So before we even get even further into that, just real quick, Tyler chose the Cowboys. I did as well. We both got the L there, of course. We thought Dallas would go in there and um, beat them in their own house, but they did not. So, uh, yeah, not not looking too good on the predictions for uh, Tyler and I this past week. But uh, Quick shout-out <laughs> to Dak Prescott. Finally didn't throw an interception. Well, and here's the thing about Dak, right? Uh, Eagles get the win, by the way, 28-23. Um, Dak's really not that bad. His ability to get outside the pocket and extend the play is actually better than most people think. And the accuracy he has when he gets outside the pocket. Like last year, I saw more, and they Dallas as a whole felt more dominant last season, to be honest. But what what he's able to do this year looks different. Like he's not... He's not sending up as many prayers, I feel like, this season. Like, right. he's more like, dialed. He's, he's more accurate. He's not hoping the guy's going to come down with it. He's like, 
he's either going to come down with it or nobody's going to come down with it. It's just he's just pinpointing. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of his throws for TDs this year have been they just seem more decisive on the money. On the money. So Dak ends up throwing for 374, three TDs. I mean, normal Dak numbers. We're used to seeing that at this point in his career. CD Lamb had a game. CD Lamb had a game. Had a game and almost won the game. I believe he's the one that caught that final ball. Yeah, right at the end of the game there. He was just a couple yards short, and I think technically he ends up fumbling it or whatever and then end the game. But just a couple yards short of the end zone. Otherwise, Dallas dang near walked off with that. The, the thing is, is it should have never got to that. Dallas lost that game because of just missed opportunities, straight up. Sure, they because had... seeing these offensive numbers, how did you not score more points? No, for and sure. It's like, what are they, you... No, they straight up just missed opportunities. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So looking at the Eagles side of it, uh, I kept a couple numbers here. Uh, they're tush-push. They were three for three on fourth Not surprised. Down. Three for three, two first downs on fourth down, and then a touchdown. Yeah, not surprised. You know They're going to keep using it. You know it's coming. You know it's coming, and you still can't stop it. No. So, I don't know. Uh, but it's like, if, if this play is legal for everyone, why are the Eagles so successful with it and everyone else is not? And that's the crazy part, right? Because you've seen other people try it at this point because obviously and everybody's it, seeing how successful it is. Sure. And it's not quite working to that same success rate as, as it is for Philly. Right. It's like, how? I, I don't understand what the difference is, what they're doing. If it's whether the cadence of the snap count or how they're, you know, lining everyone up in order to maybe catch them off guard and not snap it right away or whatever they're going to do. Um, it's, it's crazy to see the difference. They've just straight up perfected it. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. Um, Another good game from A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, the one Devontae Smith touched on, I keep seeing in my head, just a crazy, crazy good throw by Jalen Hurts, by the way, but also just a crazy good catch, gets toe taps it in there. Nobody else is going to catch the ball other than Devontae Smith. What are you going to do about it? Uh, He's always been so fun to watch. Throwback to Alabama. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Rolled hard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. I know. Oh, my God, I did say it. Um so, yeah, anyway, Eagles, both teams also came out of the gate going for it on fourth down in both their opening drives, and they both, you know, were successful with that. So that's another trend I think you keep seeing in the NFL as of late is teams going for it on fourth down and being more successful with it. And I think that was just a showcase of it right there. Sure. Both scored on their opening drives, you know. So another little tidbit here, um, last week's bonehead move of the week, I talked about Kenneth Gainwell being on his phone at halftime. Uh, he came out and got a touchdown this week, so I'm gonna go ahead and take credit for putting putting confidence into him. Um, yeah, Gainwell didn't get a touchdown this yes, week. Yes, he did. Kenneth Gainwell rushing had, touchdown. Oh, rushing. rushing I'm sorry. Touchdown. Excuse me. I was looking yeah, at yeah, receiving. Yeah, yeah, rushing touchdown. Um, based on you know my awesome you know confidence boost. So. Uh, Anyway, one last little thing that we'll, I'll touch on later in tent, tent talk, but James Bradbury did go down in the last 40 seconds of the game on kind of a weird play, so keep an eye on that. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, Philly improves to 8-1, and one, continues to run the NFC. Um, 
but I don't think they're as dominant as their record says. I think it's something definitely to keep an eye on uh, in the in the coming weeks here, for sure. And then game five of our uh, week nine wrap here. Uh, Bills traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, Tyler took the Bills. I was taking the Bengals. Obviously, I got the dub. 24-18, um, which actually gives Tyler a record of 1-4 and four for the week. So... I hope he listens to this on his plane ride back from Vegas and he really thinks long and hard about his predictions this week because they were not good. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's going to kick my ass for that. Straight um, savage. <laughs> he's going to kick my ass for that. Uh, I went 3-2, and two, you know, no big deal. Not great either, though. So just goes to show you how unpredictable any given Sunday. Any given you know, Sunday. Any given Sunday, unless you're Arizona. Any given Sunday. Unless you're so, um, anyway. Arizona catching strays out here. <laughs> anyway, Bills at Bengals. Bengals 24-18, take the dub. Bills looking sus again. Josh Allen, honestly, looking a little sus again. He's um, he's comfortable forcing the ball, which is nice, but he's got to pick his spots because he's yeah. throwing too many interceptions. You know who he's starting to look like? Think think about it real quick. Big, big arm quarterback, as many touchdowns as he is picks sometimes. Sounds like a polished Jameis Winston. Polished Jameis Winston. So I don't know, dude. Like, he's trending in the wrong direction right now. Correct. It's it, he. Is it this year he's on the cover for Madden? Or was it last year? Maybe we're seeing a little bit of a Madden curse. It might be this year. I can't remember. I I haven't played enough now this year. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Garbage anyway. But anyway, um, what else is new? He's still making it happen on the ground though. Um, yeah. that's something he, that's that, never been that's a question some, right that's something that won't go away uh i kind of compare his ground running everybody's gonna laugh at me but like carson wentz was actually really good on the ground yeah yes yes wait wait i mean wait yes. wait 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 but he he would just go and try to deck somebody and then injure himself like yeah that's, that's the problem yeah josh allen kind of does the same thing he just doesn't get injured because he's He's I think tough. he's a little bit bigger human being too, if I'm not mistaken. But he's tougher. He's tough. He's straight up tougher than than him. But like, as far as like, oh, I, mean, I gotta go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's still got that for sure. Um, like you said, never been a question. I think Stephon Diggs is still one of the most elite route runners in the league. Oh, no um, question. I. He made some great catches. There was a there was a sideline catch. Josh Allen right over a linebacker underneath the safety. Toe tap by Diggs. Just. Normal, money throw. Normal dig stuff. Money throw. Yeah, good throw. Yeah. I mean... Money throw, great catch. I don't know. It's like, what else are you going to do? Bill, Bill's got to take a long, hard look in the mirror here. Um, James it, Cook, like six carries, 20 yards. What are you doing? 16 carries as a team. Yeah, that's not... That's kind of low. That's not, it's not, it's not going to cut it. No. Straight up, it's not going to cut it. Um, Dalton Kincaid, though, seems to be a, uh, a nice target a for... Baller. Yeah, he he's seems become to be a nice a target for uh, for Josh. He's kind of like the term I keep using the last few weeks is like safety blanket. He's kind of becoming yeah. Josh Allen's the like nice safety little check blanket. Down. Like, yeah, yep, your nice little check down or your the your shit first I gave down for conversions Kirk Cousins a lot. Right, the check down. Hey man, everybody wants to hate, but it, hey, uh, but it works. I got shit. I got shit to say. But it yeah, works. right, 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 right. So look at Tom Brady. He never really threw it downfield all that often. Quick slant over the middle, and the rest he, of the guys fucking exactly. ran it down the How field. Exactly. How many times is he just hucking it right to Wes Welker? But anyway, uh, anyway, bring it back in. Bring it back in. Bills, Bengals, Bills, Bengals. Um, let's talk about the other team, the Bengals. Some, Dude, T. Higgins. A team that's been 
finally getting it together the last few weeks, and we kind of see it again. And instead of Jamar Chase this week, it is T. T Higgins going off. It's been a couple games this season. Like T. Higgins, I feel like, is becoming the guy because so many are shadowing over Jamar. Like, and you're seeing Higgins finally step up and be like, all right, shit, if I have to be the guy, I got to be the guy. Yeah. And making these plays now. For sure. For sure. Uh, looks like a touchdown, too, for newly acquired Irv Smith this season as well. Uh, former Viking shout out. But I'd still say he's still underperforming for probably what they're looking for. He should be a, a target, and he's just he not. He should be. You know, he's just not yet. So I don't and know. And I what's feel going like for there. how big he's been, he should be a better blocker, too. But there's right. just been so many missed blocks or just not being able to hold them long enough. Yeah. I, I'd say the only thing this game for Cincinnati that was kind of a negative would have would have been their run game. Missed blocks, like you were just saying. You know, you saw you kind of saw it all game. So um, I don't know. It, it's, it's good to see their passing game coming around, but it's like it's one or the other for them. Joe Burrow starting to look a little more like Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hundred percent. There was a uh, there was a scramble he had earlier in the game, and I was already previously in the game. I was like, man, Joe Burrow still kind of looking maybe a little rough on that calf. And then I wanted to say it was either late in the second or early in the third. He took off, and I was like, oh, he's I could cool. be wrong. He might he's be cool. good. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, and I mean, just look at Burrow's stat line there. Uh, Thirty-one for forty-four, three forty-eight, two tutties. 31 for 44. That's what they're, we're used to seeing. They're trying to slang that thing now. They're, they're slanging it. Yeah. He's he's comfortable now. Yeah. They're trying to slang that thing now. So, I mean, that about wraps it, honestly, for B- Bengals-Bills. It wasn't super exciting. It, it was it was a good, good solid AFC matchup. Good it's kind of what you expect out of those kind of teams. 100%. 100%. Two most likely playoff teams. Bills actually may be questionable at this point. They got to really get their shit together. And Bengals, I'd say, are... Seems abs- like they're having a really bad issue on the road. One and three record on the road for the Bills. Bills? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, not not good. No, not, not good. good at not all. Not good. So, got to figure it out. Got to get it going. But I guess we'll, uh, as, as always, there's always something to look at for next week. So, let's head into some tent talk. Yeah, and just, just to start it off here, we got uh, some Vikings news. I mean... Vikes had three players go down. Cam Akers, newer acquisition. Torn Achilles done for the season. Um, just as he, just as things were getting going. So that just really... Uh, that seems to be how it goes for the Vikings. Uh, this season for sure. Um, rookie Jaron Hall, first start of his NFL career. Um, concussion on his second drive of his NFL career. Uh, he's done at least for this week. Could be longer. Um, KJ Osborne also got knocked out in the middle of the field um also ruled out with a concussion he is questionable for this week as well um another possible concussion i we we thought we heard christian watson with a concussion that's kind of what they were talking about on tv what Uh, what did you hear so i've heard no concussion on christian watson um so that's a good good sign that things are trending in the right direction for him uh i know he's been dealing with other stuff throughout the year so as long as no concussion, we should expect to see him next week. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing for Green Bay to keep going. Yeah, they they need him to be back for sure. So uh, something to keep an eye on. I believe he is good to go, cleared to play. But we'll see you come Sunday. Uh, another injury this week, Jamar Chase back. Uh, his lower back, something, something going on there. He actually is straight up day-to-day and leaning more towards not being able to go this week. 
that's going to be a huge, huge pressure on Higgins now. I mean, you if have that's the case, and you have Higgins, you have Boyd, but Jamar Chase obviously is going to draw probably the best defense d- DB on the field. Hundred percent. So you're going to open up those other guys. Hundred percent. So it, Joe Mixon's going to have to have a much better game this week than he did last week to kind of help make up for no Jamar Chase, if that's the case. Yeah, you can't. You can't expect to win on 14 carries, 37 yards too often. Mm-mm, for sure. So, couple, couple, couple. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Couple of eagle injuries here. Um, I did mention James Bradbury in the in the wrap up there. Tweaked his knee. Uh, he is expected to play this week, so he should be good to go. Uh, another guy that's needed back in that secondary, and then kind of a a big deal here for for the Eagles um, losing Dallas Goddard. He ended up fracturing his forearm, um, ended up getting an MRI the next day, which did confirm fractured forearm, needs surgery, going to the IR. That means he is missing a minimum of four weeks. That's tough. I mean, what does that do for their offense? He he just started finally getting going, and I know this because he's on my fantasy team. He's been pissing me the hell off, and then he just started figuring it out, which has been awesome, and now, now I feel like my forearm's fractured. I feel the same way about Darren Waller. So my fantasy team has been stretched thin at tight end. Fair, fair. So, um, you know, I think that's a big loss for the Eagles offense. We'll see how they can kind of combat that going forward. I have no idea who their backup tight end is. Probably something I could have looked up before this, but I don't know. I don't know who he is. He's going to have to step it up. Next man up mentality. Next next man up. Um, Another kind of... You know, unfortunate injury, bigger injury, Daniel Jones. Uh, I believe he just came back from injury this week and now goes down with a torn ACL, done for the season in an atrocious New York Giants season. I I don't really know what what the Giants should be doing right now. Uh, I don't even know that they know what they should be doing. Do you think uh, Dayball, right? That's a Brian Brian Dabble. Dabble, dabble, dabble. dabble. I, I think it's Dabble. Dabble, dabble. But, who knows? Yeah, but I, I mean, does he have a job at the end of this season? This is year th- three, maybe for him. I can't remember, but it's not hey, looking super hot. If he has a job at the end of the year, he's got a very short leash next season. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's no doubt. Well, and it's going to depend on how Daniel Jones recovers from that ACL. They paid him a bunch of money. I think either this past off season or it the was one this before. past off season. Yeah. Paid him a bunch of money, and isn't that just how it goes? You know, um, big injury. So, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, I've seen a lot of these soft tissue injuries, though. The ligaments, the tendons. Type of injuries, yeah, it's not. Just a huge spike in recent years. And I, I don't know why that is, because some people have said it's the turf, but now this year you've kind of seen it on grass as well. Yeah. It's not just the turf it's at not this just point. The- so, but it seems like you're seeing a lot more Achilles now too. Like ACLs have always, those are always going to happen. But why is it now you're seeing a lot more torn Achilles? And not to bring up Kirk Cousins, but the dude didn't get injured almost his whole career. Yeah, he's never torn really Achilles. had something, and Crazy. then to have something like that happen. Yeah, Daniel Jones. I don't think he has an injury history as well. Definitely not when he's been in the NFL, as far as like lower body anyway. But, sure. Um, so yeah, another another huge loss to the Giants. I don't know. Right after signing the big deal, like we said, it is what it is. Good luck in recovery for him. But another guy who signed a, a big deal more recently, Chicago's new acquisition, Montez Sweat, signed a four-year deal, $98 million in new money. 
72.9 mil guaranteed. Whole deal is worth about 105 mil. So that now puts Montez at 24.5 mil a year, making him the fifth highest paid edge rusher in the league. He had two tackles his first game with Chicago. Um, what, uh, I mean, I know Tyler's thoughts on it. And I, I kind of agree with him. You got to start somewhere, right? And that's why they traded for him. And you obviously traded for him with the knowledge, or at least I would imagine a pretty damn good feeling that he was going to sign some sort of deal to stay there longer term. Especially giving up what they gave up. Right. Knowing they need those kind of picks in the situation that they're in, you better but, know he's signing. And, and you know he's that kind of player already. So now you can build around a player like that on defense. Correct. So I am curious, a little nervous as a Vikes fan and you a Packer fan to now have him in the division. But, I mean, I was kind of the same way when they got Khalil Mack. And then... He wasn't bad. He wasn't but bad, wasn't, but, but it wasn't, wasn't the Khalil Mack I the, expected. Yeah, he didn't live up to the Khalil Mack hype, but, man, that dude is strong. Khalil Mack. Oh, he's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, so new deal for Montez Sweat. Stays in Chicago for the next four. Um, see if Chicago can build a D around him. Another thing that just came out this uh, today, actually, two things that came out today. Um, Carson Wentz uh, to sign with the L.A. Rams. Um, obviously, Rams not having a good season, right? That's an interesting move. Um, why? Why do you say it's interesting? Like, you're at where you're at in the season. Why are you doing this right now? Well, who, who else are you going to play? Because it's not Ripon or whoever the hell they started last week. Because um, who else are you going to play? They had Stetson Bennett, right, out of Georgia. He's away from the team. I can't remember for what. Something. something. But so it's you got to do something, right? And I think if they didn't sign Carson Wentz, Giants probably would have. But, I mean, I think it was a matter of time before Wentz came back into the league. Is it going to be, you know, do I expect him to do much? No. I mean, he's definitely a filler quarterback at this point. He's had his opportunities I mean, I guess they are still in the division hunt per se. Um, are they? What I mean, is, they're only division? two. I mean, what does it look not like? Now? Updated after week nine, you got San Francisco and Seattle at five and three, and the Rams sitting at three and six. So it's not like they're out of it. I mean, I guess I could see it, but is Carson Wentz really the guy to do no. it for you? No, he's, I don't see that. So that's that's what's confusing to me is why you get Carson Wentz when there's probably better options out there. Yeah. Whether it is signing someone else or it's trading for somebody. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, interesting move. I, I guess I agree with you. Interesting move. That's really all you can say. Um, definitely just there to kind of help them run out the season. Um, one other quick addition that did happen, and usually we don't mention guys being signed to like a practice squad or something. Um, but recently reinstated receiver Martavius Bryant gets signed to the practice squad of the Dallas Cowboys. I would imagine with the thoughts of elevating him to the NFL squad at some point. Um, I know he bounced around. I, I don't know if he played in the XFL. I can't remember. I know he did play in some, some higher league um, and allegedly still has it. So that's cool. Great to see him back in the league potentially. And uh Dallas is a good spot right now to be doing to be do, trying to mm, rejuvenate your career. Forty-one-year-old uh, left tackle Jason Peters, he was just activated off the uh, practice squad and to the active roster for where he's at. So I mean, hey, 
guys are still if they're able to do it why not right right Genius. and here we go with the bonehead move of the week um probably not living up to the hype as last week's but i don't know i thought i saw something kind of interesting that's trying to be downplayed by the head coach let us know what you think comment on our stuff let us know um basically Steelers receiver Deontay Johnson catches a I believe it's the go-ahead touchdown in the game um his first touchdown in one and a half seasons crazy cool moment teammates are coming over congratulating him you see George Pickens on the other side of the field and he walks straight to the sideline moments later you see him sitting on the bench towel over his head sitting by himself and it's just like dude you're winning the game as a team um cool moment for Deontay Johnson, one of your, I mean, dare I say, co-workers, I guess, um, you know, teammates, you, you're, you, you work with them every day, you know, and after the game, I believe it was after the game, George Pickens decides to wipe his social media um, and, and repost one thing. He just said, free me. Childish. Bro. Childish. You're a second-year receiver in this league. Why do you think... Now, don't that get me wrong. That hasn't done anything, Now, don't really. get me wrong. Matt Canada's a, a shit show right now. We, we know that. We know that. Ride it out, dude. Um, why, why, who makes... Why do you think you can just do that? Like, And that's the issue, right? George Pickens, I believe, is 22 years old. I, I coach local high school football. So I coach, I don't know, anywhere between 16 and 18-year-old kids. And you see it with them, right? They, they act on emotion right now rather than thinking things through. I mean, any 16 to 18 year old kids, but now more days than ever. There's I would, too much I would individual say. mentality. And, and that's just it. And social media plays a big part. And there's it, a lot of entitlement. And, and then when you got Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Steelers, that comes out and says, Oh, that's, it's really not a big deal. He actually said, quote, it's a pebble in my shoe. I, I just don't... I don't I, see how I you get can it, downplay right? that. I get it. I think they've probably had their conversations in private. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they have. In private. But, like, unfortunately, with social media being the way it is nowadays... It's going to spread and spread fast. Know, Tomlin tried to say he wasn't really... He, you know, it's not to, you know, get a rise or anything. That's BS, dude. Because that's exactly what he got. That's He wanted everybody to see that and be like, yeah, I agree. Or, no, you're an idiot. One way or the other, he wanted some sort of reaction, which he's got. Right. And Tomlin's already sick of all the questions. You know, it's almost getting to Antonio Brown level already for him just because probably still those are still fresh wounds because oh. that's all reporters want to talk about instead of football. It just resonates. So I get it. He's probably he, he doesn't care about the outside drama. So I think maybe that's why he's saying it's maybe not a huge deal. Right. He's um, just trying to deflect away. Probably. Probably. And we I personally, George Pickens is a good player, you know, so I think. I think he just needs to think about what he's doing, you know? Think about what you're doing. Good you know, player needs to be a better teammate. That. That. And here we go with the Week 10 slate of games that we're going to um, kind of do our predictions of and recap next week. Uh, Packers at Steelers. Ben, who do you got? So I'm going to I'm gonna take Green Bay with this one, and it's going to be close. Like the the Pittsburgh defense is gonna give that Green Bay offensive line a test, and I think this is where it's their make or break this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, personally, I think I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think um, you know, it's just they're hard to beat at home, and I think the crowd's gonna really help them out there. Um, Tyler, Tyler's picks are coming straight from Vegas. 
Um, he's going with the pack, of course. What a homer pick. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, next game, Saints uh, in Minnesota. Ben, who you got? I'm going to give this one to Minnesota. Uh, I think Dobbs is going to find that connection with Jordan Addison like he did late in the game last week, and they're going to they're gonna build something. Sure, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm going Vikes too, obviously. Um, definitely a homer pick, but I do believe that they will handle the Saints just fine. We'll see if J.J. is back this week or not. That would be a great addition uh, to the offense. Tyler also going with the Vikes. Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave that alone. Next game, Browns at Ravens. Divisional matchup. Ravens actually favored by six here. What do you got? I'm surprised to see the spread at six, but I'm going to give it to the Ravens. Uh, but Lamar definitely Baltimore has got Baltimore at six, by the way. Sorry. But uh, Lamar is definitely going to have to show up. Yeah. More I'm than sorry. He has. You said Baltimore going with the Ravens? Correct. Ravens to cover. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going Ravens, too. I think Lamar Jackson, again, at home, too. At home, um, Lamar's going to go off. Brown, Browns aren't going to be ready for it quite yet. Tyler's going with the Browns. I feel it. I did think about it, but I just I really don't think they're going to be quite ready for that test yet. On to our next game. We're looking at the Niners going into Jacksonville, where San Francisco's favored by three. I think San Francisco takes it. It's definitely going to be a game to watch. Um, Jacksonville's starting to surprise me, though. I, know. I definitely did not see them coming out the way they have this year. Definitely border game, 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 borderline game of the week, but it is not for us. But yeah, um, I'm going Jags. I'm the only one here. Tyler went with the Niners. I think the Jags can uh, pull this thing off at home. Um, Niners are sputtering right now. We'll see. I think you're right. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be a good game. Um, final game of our slate here. Game banter with the boys. Game of the week. Lions traveling to la to play the chargers i think the chargers take this um detroit's favored two and a half but that over under is 48 and a half and i feel like when justin herbert gets in those type of scoring games justin herbert does justin herbert things and figures it out yeah so i think the chargers are going to take it but that defense is definitely going to have to be ready for for detroit because they're not going to go down quietly no no doubt i mean this this game's really hard for me to pick um i'm also a chargers fan on top of being a Vikings fan forever, that's LaDainian Tomlinson's fault. So, of course, I'm going with the Chargers. Uh, however, this one could truly go either way. That's why I'm not surprised to see Tyler picking the Lions with this with his pick. Um, that, that's got to be game of the week. I think it's going to be really close. Um, yeah, that wraps up our Week 10 slate of the games here. Um, ben, thanks for joining me tonight, dude. Uh, doing this by myself, which was the possibility with Tyler in Vegas. You decided that you were available short notice. Um, just hopped in here and killed it. Uh, thanks for that. Hey, it was a pleasure, and I was I was excited to be here. So, I'm I'm looking forward to potential future opportunities. Absolutely, Kev, sitting here giving you a silent round of applause. And uh, yeah, as always, um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do whatever you got to do wherever you listen to the banter, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more banter with the boys.